Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Brother Mason, just keep playing. Give me a little setup music there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated if you want while he plays a little bit. that'll be a start anyway hallelujah appreciate the Lord tonight appreciate the presence of the Lord and all you fine people amen for over 30 years I've stood in this pulpit to minister to you Tonight is no different than any of those times, except when I look around and I see that our time is drawing near. We're not living in the same day that we were 30 years ago. And as time gets closer, there's an urgency in my spirit. I've lived out my promise years. I'm now living on borrowed time. And I've sought the Lord and said, Lord, I want to finish well. And now, four and a half years later of after my heart surgery, my wife has had the same triple bypass. We sat at the table the other day. And I said, dear, I don't know why, but the Lord has kept us here for a purpose. There's a ministry, there's something that's not done yet. And I want to fulfill the ministry that God has given me. 
I want to do it well, finish well. I'm going to be turned to Ecclesiastes chapter 10. If you'll stand with me, I'm only I'm going to make you stand for one verse, and then I'll put some others in there after you're seated. Ecclesiastes 10 and verse number 18 says, By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through the idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. Let me read it again. By much slothfulness, everybody said slothfulness, the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would move tonight. I stand before you, God. I'm humbly asking your help, Lord. You would help me, Lord, to some way touch and encourage and strengthen this church. God, you speak through me. It's your, it's your message. I'm the container, Lord. But it's yours, God. Move through it tonight, we pray. Anoint me, Lord, from the throne room of heaven. Pour out anointing upon this place. For we ask it in that lovely name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you can be seated. I want to preach to you on this subject. And, and you can name it if you want to a different, I don't know. I'm going to preach it's fixable. But underneath that, you can, you can, you, before this is over with, you might want to call it I'm fixable. Amen. I, I get, began to think about it, and God just began to deal with me. He's been dealing with me on this for some time. It's, it's been put together, and, and only in, I, I changed and put more Scripture and things in, but for quite some time. I want to read, put some other Scriptures with that one I read, just to kind of bring a background here and put this in order. Proverbs 24 and verse 30 through 33 says, and I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and needles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and I considered it well I looked upon it and I received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. 1 Corinthians 3. May come back to these later, may not. I don't know. I just 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God. I want, us to, I want to stop right there for a moment. To bring understanding. That word in the Greek defile there means to pine or to waste away. It means to wither or to ruin or to corrupt, if you please. 
He said, if any man defiles or wastes or corrupts or ruins the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Everybody said, holy. Which temple ye are. Everybody said, that's me. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. Paul says, but I keep under my body and I bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Tonight I have a serious subject that I want to preach about. Hallelujah. It is a, a something that we don't like to sometimes deal with, but I feel like that our time is short on earth and it would behoove us, amen, to take notice to the Word of God. Amen. Uh, this sermon, I may just say this sermon came to me a while back, and I, and I can truthfully say that my granddaughter, Mariah, is the source of inspiration to this sermon. Time after time, amen, uh, I, I want to set the, the stage for this message. It, time after time that when mom and dad is, uh, went off to prison, <laughs> amen, we have stayed and took care of the children has anybody ever watched HGTV? Well, let me say, Mariah introduced Sister McGee and I to HGTV. And we loved it. And I'm glad I don't have it at home. I wouldn't get nothing done. Because I could sit through them. We, we just watch one show after another and don't get tired of it. And... Uh, so she's the inspiration for this message, but I gleaned something out of all of this, Mariah. You didn't know it, but you was helping Papa. And every time I watch some of this, it like works on me. And I began to think of the building that's decaying. Hallelujah. And I see all of these on there that they, the old fixer-uppers, they fix them up. They take the worst and make the best out of them. And I began to think of the Lord began to show me our building, our temple, this whole natural body. And you know it's decaying. From the day you start living, it's starting to decay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, uh, HG TV stirred me up. Stirred up my thinking. Started putting some things in my mind. And I come to help and to encourage somebody tonight. I want to open your eyes to some things maybe that's going on in our lives. I'm not going to say yours because I'm saying mine too. I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to anybody. Allow me to use your body as the fixer-upper house, if you please. You know, they show you, usually show you, go show them three houses or so, and you pick out one, which one you want to, to, to fix up. Amen. And, and they make your dream home out of that. And I began to think, I don't know if you can picture this in your mind tonight, but I'd like to have a fixer-upper house 
that would be just gorgeous. Anybody want a house that looks good, feels good? Come on. Ha, woo, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. And I've heard the phrase as I've watched this show and these shows that's on there many times. It has good bones. Anybody ever heard that, seen that? It's got good bones. Basically what they're saying, Brother Mason, is the structure's good. It's fixable. I can fix it. It's workable. Somebody say it's fixable. Oh, yeah. Somebody shout, I'm fixable. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm not a throwaway. Come on now. I'm not a throwaway. I don't want to be like Paul was talking after I preached all these years and then I'd be a castaway myself. I don't want to get myself in a mess, but I, I've come to build this body for the Lord's help. I've come to build this temple for the Lord tonight. And we are building a temple. Amen. We are building the Lord a house, if you please. If Is our body not the temple of God? Come on. Is not it our doctrine right? And yes, I can say it is. So I can say we've got good bones. Our structure is good. Everything looks good. It looks like it's fixable. It looks like we can repair it. Amen. So I'm personally tired. I don't know about you, but I'm personally tired of the devil that tells us you can't be fixed. You've gone too far. You're too far gone. Come on. Hallelujah. You've done too many things wrong. You've made too many mistakes. Anybody ever had him to say that to you? You might as well quit now. You're never going to amount to nothing. You can't live for God. You're never going to be a temple that he can be proud of. But I'm here to serve notice to the devil that he's a liar. That there's not a one in here that's not fixable. There's not one in here that's not repairable. Hallelujah. I believe God has got repairable people in here. Anybody with me? I have heard this said from time to time also. Let's open this up. Come on. Glory. It just, it's, it's crowded, and I know it don't look right now, but if we could just open this space up, you'd find out that you could really become, this could become a, a beautiful house. If you can just picture this with me. And they've got it on the computer where they can draw the picture, and, and this is what it's going like to look like. This is a finished product. Oh, glory. Oh, 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 oh. Woo! I know that I can't put myself on the computer and I can't show you what my finished product is going to be like. But I want to tell you something, church. I want to make it the best I can. And it's going to take work. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. But if we are going to open it up, if we're going to open up the space, come on. If we're going to make it an open concept, if you please, we're going to have to have tools. Amen? Woo, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ha, glory. I want somebody to take a look at yourself. Oh, I want you to take a look at yourself tonight. The house is worth fixing. Mm, 
Come on. I don't see anybody in here that's not worth fixing. Hallelujah. It's repairable. It's not a throwaway. You're not a throwaway. Somebody look at yourself and say, I'm not a throwaway. Come on. We might as well smite our breasts and say, we're not a throwaway. <laughs> oh, glory. Hallelujah. Man, the publican and the sinner went down to pray. Oh, glory. And, and the publican, he's glad. I'm glad I'm not like him. I pass three times a week, and, and you know, I do all these things, and, and I pay my tithes, and I do all this stuff. And the publican, he's always standing over there, and he's a sinner, and he's just smoking his breasts and say, being merciful unto me, oh, God, I'm a sinner. Ah, he understood who he was. But I'm going to tell you, we're all fixable. I don't care if you've sinned or not. Bible said we've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. I'm telling you tonight, we're fixable. Hallelujah. 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 We're fixable. We're not a throwaway. We're not one of those buildings that can be bulldozed down. Not fit for anything. Come on. It's fixable. It has good bones. Come on. We got a structure. Glory. Come on. We got good people in this house. There's honest people in this house. There's people that loves God in this house. That don't mean we've never made a mistake. Come on. That don't mean that our house is just excellent yet. That don't mean that we don't have some work to do to it. That don't mean we, we, we don't need to rebuild some things and move some things. But I'm going to tell you, we are fixable. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you've ever noticed it on those shows, but I like that part. The one thing that they always look forward to is demo day. Glory. Somebody shout demo day. Oh, and I've watched them time after time. Glory. Hallelujah. They carry some things out. Man, they get them a sledgehammer. Because usually, you know, I don't know why. They don't usually use this end very much, but it's like, Right at the wall. Or if they don't do that, Chip likes to run and go through them. So, that, so they, take, they take the sledgehammer, they get them a big old crowbar, and then they get them a small one because sometimes to get started, they need to put this in there and they need to smack. They bring them a claw hammer so they can smack it and get it started a little bit. Pry that wood off of there. They're doing demo work. Come on, church. I'm telling you tonight, we may need to do a little demo work tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, this is demo day. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I want to even remind you of this. I began to sit in my office the other day, and I was, I was praying and studying about this, and it kind of hit me. Let me remind myself. Hmm. That there's got to be a demo day before there's a fixer-up day. Oh, oh, I got a hold of me in my office, and I began to speak in other tones in there in that office, feeling what I was talking about because I thought, Lord, I'm not there yet. 
I'm not a finished product. I'm not a finished well yet. In fact, I'm not finished yet. I'm still doing the work, but I'm going to tell you something. It's demo day, and I'm ready to get rid of some things. Anybody got something they'd like to demo out of their life and get rid of? Anybody got anything, the, any wall that's standing that you'd like to move aside and get it out of the way and make your body an open concept to the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need a demo day. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to paint you a good picture, but I want you to know that we, need, we may need some redesigning. Come on. This generation, we're dealing with a different generation. We may have to change some things. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I know change is, a, you know, it's something the older people don't like to deal with. I don't like to deal with change. But Mason, you know that. It, you know, that's up there because I said, okay, go ahead. Brother Mason couldn't say, I didn't believe I could say okay, but I did. Come on, church. Sometimes we got to move some things aside and we got to open it up. I don't know. Maybe this had to be opened up. I, I didn't have the open concept idea for a while. But I, I thought, well, maybe I need to move some things aside and give me a clearer vision. Come on, church. I'm feeling this. We need to open up some things so we can see. Woo. Oh. Well, I might as well just stop here and tell that story. My, my grandson, a week ago Friday, I believe, I'm not sure. I think it was. He called and, and he wanted to borrow one of my guitars. And uh, he, he had said something about uh, meeting, and, and I, I told him, I said, you know what, Kevin, I've got to come to, to Princeton on Friday. If, if it would work for you, I'll just meet you there, and you can have that guitar there. He said, okay, Papa, that worked fine. He said, just come on over, and we'll, we'll take you out to dinner. I said, oh, man, this sounds good. But I'll be right there. So he had... He picked up, you know, his little girl from school, and Heather came, and Kevin, we got together, and then after that, we went a little shopping spree at Menards. I need to go there and look at some things, and they went with us and went with me. Sister McGee didn't go. She had, she had to go out and do her working out and you know, all that, get in shape. And he took me. He said, Papa, have you seen my house since it's done? I said, no, I've Seen part of it, but I haven't seen all. He said, well, I want, I want to take you home with me and show you the house. So he took me in this house, and, and you can't believe it's the same house. And they used to have a little bitty old kitchen. As you come in the back door there, the little old kitchen, and it was kind of separated off from the living room. And you, if you was working in the kitchen, you didn't see anything. You had to walk over to the little door and look through it before you seen anything. And now they've made an open concept out of that, knocked all of that out. It looks like one big room. And now you can be cooking in the, in, you know, Heather can be cooking in there and she can see the kids playing in the living room or back in hallways. And it's open concept. 
opened up. Come on, church. You know when you open things up, you can see more. But when you start opening things up where you can see more, it brings attention to you that you need to do some things. There's some other things now that need to be changed. Hallelujah. You may need to move some walls. You may need to redesign a little bit. But you are fixable. You're not a throwaway. You still got good bones. The structure is right. Come on. I'm not going to change the message, Brother Mason. But I may have to change the way I minister it. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I may have to do something to catch the attention of every soul. I don't want none but nobody to be left behind. We've heard that before. The firemen say that. Let's leave nobody behind. Come on, church. In this town, we don't want to leave nobody behind. Come on. I want everybody in this city to be able to hear the word of God. Come on. Hallelujah. I want everybody to make it to heaven. And they're probably not all going to make it. But I want some to make it. I want everybody in this church to make it. But I'm going to tell you something. We cannot do it inside these four walls. We're going to have to open concept and open up to this city. If we're ever going to see them saved, it's going to take opening up. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 We may have to take some walls down, clear some things out so we got a better view. But I want you to, I want you to know that our house is worth fixing. It's all right. Hallelujah. I began to think and sat at the table the other day. Maybe it was the other night. I don't remember sitting there. And I began to think about me, my house. I began to think about, son, my memory's fading. You, you, may, you, may, you can laugh at that you want to, but there will be a day you won't laugh at it. It will be the same to you. Hallelujah. My memory's fading. Sometimes names just won't seem to come to me. I can see the face, but I can't put a name with it. And it's somebody that I know. But that name is just for in the memory bank right now. It's gone. I know the face. I know the person as well as anything, but it's gone. Hallelujah. And, and, and that, that bothers you. Really bothers you. And I woke up here a while back one morning. And I, I felt like the Lord was kind of reminding me of something that my name, the names may fade from my memory at times. Hallelujah. Glory. You help me here. I said the names may fade from my memory once in a while. But he reminded me if I could keep his name. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! If I could keep his name fresh in my mind, then I had hope. Oh, oh. One name that I've never forgot is Jesus' name. That's one name that no matter what, if I couldn't think of anybody else's name, I could say Jesus. It's in my mind, and it's fresh there. Every morning I get up, it's still there. I haven't forgot his name. It's still there. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I, 
I took it from that that when the Lord brought that to my mind that I'm fixable. Glory. I'm not a throwaway. Hallelujah. I've still got some things I can move out of the way. I, I still got some concepts that I could change. Hallelujah. Glory. But if I could just open it up to where I could see a little more. Come on. Oh, you know, a lot of times we got tunnel vision and we can't see. We need to open some things up that we can see. We need to see this city for what it really is. Let's face it. This city is going to, it's, it's, it's becoming more wicked all the time. It's bad when you're here in Motel 8 they're shooting. That's close to home. That gets your attention. Yet we think that we're living in this little city of 7,300 people and, and everything's all right. We've got a quaint little town here and everybody knows each other. And ain't nobody around here. You're safe. You can walk the streets here. Wrong old. You've got to watch. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you, church, this little town, we need to open concept and look at it for what it really is. It needs help. How's it going to get help if we don't help them? Come on. They need truth. The only person I know, the only place that I know in this city that you can get real truth is this church. In fact, this is the only apostolic church that I know in this county. God help us to see where we're at. We need an open concept spirit. We need to recognize where we live. And the shape that it's in. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. He brought the scripture to my memory. Colossians 3.17 Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thought, Lord, I'll never forget your name. You know, that's usually one thing when people's even got dementia and all of that. If they're really Christians and know God, come on, they can still say Jesus. They still know who that is. They still know how to call on that name. Oh, you know why? Because the Bible said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But he'll be with you always, even until the end. Come on. I don't care if I've lost my mind. I'm telling you, Jesus is still in your mind. Oh. oh, glory. Hallelujah. We're fixable. Somebody shout, I'm fixable. I got good bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to tell the devil, I'm not a throwaway. I'm not scrap. Come on, I'm not scrap. Scrap is a throwaway. I'm not a scrap. Brother Mike calls that off. And gets paid for it. You know what? I, I'm, I, this ain't my notes. I'm going to tell you something. Did you know if you and I would get rid of our scrap, we'd get paid for it? If we get rid of all the junk that's in our lives, come on. If we could just clean out the house, you'd get paid for it. Glory. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Has anybody got anything in your life that uh, blocking the view? And you say, man, I'd just like to demo this out. Well, you know, we can do it. Demo it out. Get rid of it. Move it out of the way. This is the Lord's house that we're building here. We, we need to clean up the house. We need to move some things. Come on. I need a clear view of what's going on around me. Come on. If you get all in one room and there's only one door, honey, you can't see much. But if we could clean out the halls a little bit where we could look around. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. oh Jesus. I know it's a terrible thing when you're standing in the kitchen you can't see the front door. Get that. You know, there's some people that don't even like set with their back to the door. They'll get on the other side of the table. We ain't going to mention no names. But there's people like that. Come on. And as Christians, we ought to keep our eye on the door. Because I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to find a way in your house. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. If you come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. I don't know about you, but I'm watching my front door. Come on now. We got to watch things because I'm going to tell you there's somebody that would like to come in and would like to destroy your house till there's no more fixing up. One of them pushovers, if you please. I may tell you the old bulldozer's always waiting one to tear your house down. Bulldoze it down. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to demo some things out of the way. Hallelujah. I need a clear view. I need to see what's going on around me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm about to get serious now. I knew this would come one day, and I wrote some notes down, and I'm going to be transparent with you. After my heart surgery four and a half years ago, my life was muddled. I'm going to tell you, church, when they stop your heart and put you on bypass, bypass and while they're working on you, you're on bypass. Your heart's not beating. They've stopped it. When they get through doing them bypasses on your heart, then they plug you back in to your heart. And they take you off a bypass and they got to restart your heart. And I asked a nurse once the question, when I'm on bad bypass, am I alive or dead? I don't, and I'm going to tell you, it stumped her. She said, well, I, you're I didn't uh, well, I guess you're alive. You're, you're, you're pumping blood. He said, but my heart's not beating. She couldn't give me a more answer than that. But it shook me when I began to think because 
I don't know how many people had a hold of me during my surgery. And I got the feeling that some of them wasn't right with God. But I'm telling you one thing, and Sister McGee, if she was here, and I wish she could have been here, but I didn't want her to come and give anybody anything with fever and all that. Didn't want to do it. She wanted to come, and I said, yeah, I think you better. You call pastor and see what he says. I put it in his lap. And he put it back in Mama's lap. And Mom said, well, maybe I better just stay home. But she found out that whenever she had open-heart surgery and things aren't still the same, it's, it's, it messes with everything in your whole life. And I believe the mind was, I believe it was demonic. I really do. I was going through things and I couldn't pick up my Bible after my heart surgery. I took my Bible to the hospital with me and I remember after that I, I wanted I set up I was up one night and I began to I told him I said I'm going to get in the chair the recliner over there it was them times when they wouldn't let you wouldn't let you still get up without them being there and I got up moved in that chair and got my Bible and sat down there and I tried my best brother Jerry to focus on that word of God and I couldn't focus it scared me to death something that I've loved all my life Used to read as a child on my daddy's lap. And now, there's no meaning. Couldn't grab it. Couldn't put it together. When they stop your heart and start it again, it messes with everything about you. It messes with your mind. It messes with your taste buds. It messes with everything. It messes with your temperament. And I really believe with all my heart the devil used all of those things to try to destroy me and the ministry that the Lord had called me to. I, I, I got worried because I, I told my son, I said, I can't pray. I can't get focused to pray. I can't read my Bible. I don't feel, I feel like a sinner. I told him, I could sit down and talk to him and cry. I said, I feel like a sinner. I don't, can't do any of the things that I love to do. I said, it's, there's something wrong. I can't get through. I can't get a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Brother Tim Gill, I had a talk with him. Tears rolling down my cheeks. And, and I, was, I was crying before him. I said, man, you're going to pray for me. I, I can't. I'm not, what, I'm not the man I used to be. I told my wife, I said, how you put up with me right now? I don't understand. I've got anger that I never had. Even since, since I started ministering and pastoring, that, that was all gone. And now here I am and I can't, seems like I can't even control that. I'm being open with you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what. You've got to work on your own house. Nobody can do it for you. Come on. You've got to demo your own house. You can't hire it done. You've got to do it yourself. I had to encourage myself in the Lord day after day that you can make it today. You can read today. And I kept reading and I kept reading. I'm finally back to reading and enjoying the Word of God like I did. But it took not year but years. I was scared to death to preach. Didn't want to preach. Because when I got up here, there was something that come over me, a great fear would strike me that you better watch what you're doing while you're up there. 
You take it easy. My wife said the first time that I ministered, she said, dear, you better take it easy. Come on, I got to be who I am. If I die like this, then to God be the glory. Come on, church. We got to devil our own house. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Devil's using it on me. So I talked to Brother Tim Gill. And he told me, he, after I told him how I felt and all that's going through, he listened to me and he said, Brother McGee, my daddy, and I, I didn't know at the time, but Brother McGee and some others have shared with me, and I, he shared some things with me, but Brother Tim Gill's dad was a, a man that was very much in tune with God. God used him in great measures. He was, he was an awesome man of God that God used in great ways. He could, he could read your mail and not even be there. Glory. Hallelujah. He began to tell me about his daddy. And he said, Brother McGee, I know I, you sound exactly like my daddy, what he went through. He said, it's demonic, brother. And I thank you, Jesus, because I felt that all alone. But didn't know what to do about it. Didn't know how to, 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 to focus and didn't know how to get rid of all this junk that was dealing with me. Felt like I was tied up and couldn't get loose. He said, it's demonic. My daddy went through the same thing. And Brother McGee, it took him a long time to get back. I'm telling you, church, I'm not back yet. I'm headed back, but I'm not back yet. But I'm going to tell you, I'm demoing some things. It's demo day every day. I got to demo my house. I can't fix it unless I demo everything out of it first. Hallelujah. I know I got some people in here. I've got your attention now because there's some things in your life you need to demo. Come on, there's some of you that's tied up. There's some of you that can't see the front door and you need to move the wall out of the way. Open concept your house so you can see. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. My mind was muddled. My diabetes was muddled. Sugar's all over the place. It was so such of a mess. I couldn't even get it under control. And I finally had to go to my family doctor again. And I said, hey, I'm so messed up. I can't even, my sugars is up and down and all over the place. And I, I can't even get them straightened out. He said, let's start over. And we had to start all over on my meds and go off again till we got it to where it needed to be. Some things had to be changed. Come on, church. You understand what I'm saying? I said some things had to be changed. Let me tell you, there's some things in your life that need to be changed, but you're going to have to be the one to do something about it. Come on. Nobody can move it out of your life except you and God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. We're going to have to do something about where we're at. Come on. We can't keep on going to church and sitting on the pew and wondering why you can't feel anything. The reason you can't feel anything is you got a wall that needs to come down. Come on. Oh, oh you got some things that need to be changed. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. I was not myself. 
My attitude was messed up. I always had patience. I could go into Walmart to get my medicines, and if it wasn't ready and if something went wrong, it was that's all right. We'll just go ahead. We'll go with it. But after my heart surgery, they didn't see me like I used to be. I remember going in there one day, and, I, and if I ever have problems with medicine, it's always diabetic medicine. Get so sick of it. If you've got to deal with problems, it's always with that. I had one of them little issues just not long, just a week or so ago. And it's the first time I can remember that kind of coming across me again. And I walked over and gave my wife, said, you go get it. When I walk up the counter... And they, they, they were supposed to already, they, they, it was supposed to already be ready. And I walk up there and they say, it's not ready. It'll be 20 minutes. So I go walk around the score a half hour, come back. It's still not ready. And begin to look at their little paper and said, well, from what I see, it's going to be $800. Buddy. I looked at her and I said, I don't think so. Not out of this cookie. I said, 120 maybe, but not $800. You better look again. So I thought, it's time for you to go. So I walked over and I gave the wife to it. She got in line went through. And we got one of the two girls that deals with us and knows us and went to school with Sister Rhonda and some of them that we always get usually and this was all together the different girls she was new she probably thought boy that guy whoo I'm glad he left come on anybody ever lost it for a moment I lost it but it passed when I walked away I said thank you Jesus I'm open with you I'm telling you I'm open with you tonight I was muddled I'm, I'm still I know you think, well, I'm centric and I'll always be that way. And you're right. I probably will. I ain't going to be like you think I, I may not be normal, but I'm me. I was not myself. My meds was all in a mess and I was in a mess. My, my soul was in a mess at the time. Glory. Hallelujah. Couldn't study the Bible. Couldn't read it like I wanted to. Been a long road back. I'm getting there. It's been a long road back, but I'm getting there. Hallelujah. Somebody said it's demo time. I had some things to demolish, to get rid of. One of them was fear of ministering. We're going we're to have time here tonight. We're about, we're about to have, have time. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory. I don't want nobody to get hurt, so I ain't going to let you use the sledgehammer. Or the claw hammer. Or the crowbar. Lord laid on my heart the other day. I, I was thinking, you know, how could we do this and make it real? start this off, but I'm not going to finish it. Y'all going to have to do your own demo.
pet fan, don't blow that away. I almost bought plastic ones, but I thought, ah, that may not be right. I'm going to tell you something. I'm tired, Brother Mason, of standing up before people that I've stood before for 30 years. And all at once, it's fear in my heart that I'm afraid my sugar will drop. So much. You all didn't know it, but so much that I've carried one of them. I ain't got it tonight. But I took one of them shot bottles and I'd put it in my pocket just in case so I could drink it and go on. Brother Hand called me to preach his, up at his church last year. Son, I went up there. I was scared to death. Brother Terry, I made sure that my sugar was up all day. It's up over 200 all day, and I don't never, my sugar don't get that high usually. I don't even, too, if it gets 200, it's high for me, really high. But I made sure that I didn't take enough insulin to let I'd keep my sugar high. I want to tell you what God does, even in the midst of that. I stood up and I preached to his church the message that I felt like God had given me. And God anointed me. When I got through, Brother Han walked his pulpit. There was tears flowing down his cheeks. He said, Brother McGee and I haven't talked. He said, I'm going to tell you all something. He said, God laid that sermon on my heart two months ago. And I was afraid to preach it in my church. Afraid of how you all would accept it. And he said, God sent Brother McGee up here to preach my message. I'm going to tell you, even in the midst of your needing to move some things, even in the midst of your demoing, I want to tell you, God will use you. But I don't, I'm, I, I come tonight and I said, I'm tired of this fear, and I'm not planning on it being around anymore. So I'm going to demo my fear. Oh, yes. Come on, church. I'm going to open this up tonight because I'm going to tell you, I believe there's some things in here that need to be moved out of your way. Some of you need to crush some things tonight. It may be the priorities that you got in your life that you need to crush and get rid of some. It may be that prayer isn't where it should be in your life and you need to crush some things and get them out of your way. Your worship may be going downhill and you need to crush some things. Maybe your Bible reading in where it shouldn't be. Maybe you're on social media too much and you need to crush it and move it out of the way. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh. Maybe your family is on the back burner and you're not taking the time with your family. And you need to move some things out of the way. Facebook may be too much Facebook and not enough prayer. You need to move some things out of the way. Come on. You may be on the phone too much with your friends. In fact, you may have the wrong kind of friends. Oh, glory. Facebook may have become, it was started out good. You were witnessing to people. But all at once it's become a gossip station. You need to crush it and move it out of the way. Whatever's in your way, you need to get rid of it. 
Holiness not, not be important to you anymore. I want to tell you, holiness without, which no man shall see God. You need to move it out of the way. Oh, maybe, and I'm working on this. Hallelujah. I'm working on this, but I remember how God used to use me in the gifts of the Spirit. And it's been so long. And I, I it's, you know, I, I, I realize that it probably ain't going to happen as much. I understand that. I understand that whenever Pastor took over, that I needed to decrease and he needed to increase. God passed the mantle to him. I know that I'm not going to be used as much, and that's all right, Brother Mason. I, I don't have a problem with that. But what I have a problem with is when something, when there's a message comes forth and nobody's got it, and I ain't got it either. Where before I feel like that there was times that God moved upon me and if others didn't have it, and He gave it to me. And I think, Lord, I need to move some things out of the way. I'm not here. Come on. There's something in the way of my hearing, Brother Jim Mason. I need to hear him better. Maybe I need a spiritual hearing aid. I need to move some things out of the way. Maybe it's earwax in my ears. Come on. I need to move some things out of my way. I want to hear him again. I want to be sensitive to his spirit today. I'm sorry. I'm going longer than I wanted to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not sensitive like I used to be. But we need to wall and knock some walls down tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've never spoken tongues, you if you've never spoken tongues, you need the Holy Ghost. I don't care what others have told I don't care. You know, if you don't feel like you've got it, then you need it. If you don't feel like you've ever spoken tongues, then you need it. Nobody's gonna think bad of you. We'll help you. Glory. I need some helpers. These guys right here look to me like they're good helpers. Any of you guys got anything you want to smash? Got something in your life that you'd like to get out of your life? That you can just go ahead and do it if you want to. If you want to use that hammer and, and that cup, you know, if you've got something you'd like to get rid of in your life that you'd, you don't have to tell. You don't have to tell nothing. You just take that hammer and you squash it. All right. That's good. Glory. Now, don't go. Don't leave yet. I got a job for you. All right. Now, I want one of you to take care of the hammer. And the other hand, you hand them a cup. Put a cup up there every time somebody gets one. Okay. Now, who's going to line up here and be honest with me and crush whatever's in your life? Come on, who's going to be on? I, you don't have to tell me nothing. I, I don't have to know nothing. But you can put that up there and you can smash it. I want you to get rid of that. Get rid of that. Oh, let's, let's come on, let's demo this house and let's make it clean. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on. That's good.
Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.